Welcome back to the Foxy Property Chat Podcast, week two. We're making it happen, guys. School holiday edition. Yep, school special school holiday. I suppose last year was as well, but uh, sorry, last week. But, yep. Uh, this one especially. Lots of kids. Got, yeah, four here today. Yeah. Um, They're being bribed. I'm saying that up front in case there's a uh, noise that yeah. comes no, right. kids come Jake has to jump out for a second. That's okay. So this week, guys, we're doing similar format. We've got a main topic. Uh, today we're talking about getting ready for spring. We're in July now, so still in, in winter, but spring is coming very quick, and spring is apparently the busier season for real estate. It is, absolutely. It Everything been, is yeah. all more shiny in spring. We have questions and answers. Well, we have questions. We'll see if we've got answers. And we have a quick round of uh, under overrated and a little special segment in here. So let's kick things off with a question. It was from Rick. I believe he's in Newcastle. He yeah. has a staging company down there. Uh, what does getting ready for the busy season look like for stages? Should I start investing more on stock now? I know all businesses are different, but would love to get your thoughts. Take it away. Well, if you looked in our warehouse right now, <laughs> I literally, uh, yeah, two minutes ago from running up the stairs to sit here, we uh, were getting stuff off a delivery truck. We've had three, no, two deliveries this morning. No, three deliveries already today. So for us, uh, it's, it's not just because of spring, it's also tax time and it makes sense for us to invest you know, before the end of the financial year, but given that we're leading into spring and we've been busy, for us, part of getting ready is getting enough stock ready to go. Um, I think as we've grown, we've had the ability to be able to do that. When we were smaller, we definitely yeah. weren't using it as a tax uh, write-off. So at the start, it was honestly just do it as I had a job lock-in and, and they use those funds to reinvest into the next property. Um, there was no real preparation for spring in the first couple of years um, until Jake sort of started to, to show the numbers more and we started to get more serious in that side of the business and realised that, well, we had to make... I've always been pretty serious. You have been numbers. pretty yeah. <laughs> share the numbers with me um, and uh, yeah so that's where we sort of grown into now being able to use it as a tax writer very inconveniently time for all of these trade fairs that are popping up so every year in July you have trade fairs that come on um, oh. down in Melbourne and they're awesome and amazing except I've already spent all that money yeah true yeah. maybe they should shift forward a month or two yeah yeah, I don't know how, because there's a lot of stuff down there for retail stores. I don't, obviously don't know how they operate as well, but yeah, yeah it's very inconveniently time for us because mm. bulk mm. of our stuff's spent, better. That being said, yeah. I did a mattress link order this morning. So I saw it they, had, <laughs> they put their new release online. I had to get onto it before they sold out this weekend at the trade fair. So, so. But the other part to that is yeah. um, the, the team, like, and again. Words out of my mouth, Jake. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I yeah, know. We're, we're in sync. Um, I guess it's. Again, similar to what you're saying about the, the stock purchasing and how you know the more years we've been in business, the more we can be deliberate about buying at this time of the year. Yeah. Same for team. Like when you don't have necessarily the funds coming in to hire people before you need them, this is you know, more difficult to do. But for us, it's about making sure right now, if we know we're going to need people in the next few months, let's hire them now, get them trained so that when we hit spring, uh, we're, you know, they're ready to go yeah, and able to actually pull their weight a bit more mm. than just be you know, a, a second set of hands. Yeah. So, so yeah. furniture, stock, team, what about things like organising, just having the warehouse ready for, I don't <laughs> know, getting your systems in place? You get the organised warehouse That's, going, yeah, Jake. <laughs> yeah, it does not look organised at the moment, there's stuff everywhere. Um, I guess that all comes with, you know, just experience, like we've learned what works for us in terms of like processes and organising the warehouse, we just over time figure out how to, you know, where to put certain furniture, how to, you know, store stuff so it works. Mm efficiently when we're getting it on and off a truck. I don't know, that all just kind of comes, I guess, without thinking too much about it, I would have thought, but. I think the other two yeah. things that we would do, so as far as marketing would go, we don't really 
change our focus too much in the lead up to spring. Mm. Um, the work sort of still comes to us organically in spring. This year, a little bit different though. Um, this kind of goes hand in hand with team as well as the business, as well as all the stock and, and the marketing. We've announced our Foxy Vacay to our team again. So we want to have a really huge spring and the, the team have to really put in for us to have a huge spring and we're going to reward them, but we needed to dangle something at the very end for them to have something that's awesome well, listen, to work with. If you're going to mention the vacay, you better quickly tell people what that is. Sure. Did we? I don't know if we shared that last year, but basically, um, I got this idea for we. I do this coaching group that um, I do every uh, every month, and they're they're fantastic as far as all the other business owners share ideas. One of the ideas that they shared was they um, basically dangled well as a reward to a real estate agent if they got this many listings um, and they hit this much of um, basically their commission, then they would they would reward, the principal of the agency would reward them with a trip away. Um, everybody can buy, it, buy that for themselves at any point in time, but you're very unlikely to do that, especially this one was for Qualia, up, um, very expensive resort up in uh, Port Douglas. So you wouldn't, you're very unlikely to splurge on that yourself. So she did it. So that's what, I sort of took that idea and Jake and I have moulded it um, to work for our team. So last year we took everybody up to Peppers, up to Noosa for three nights. We, I can't even remember what our numbers were last year, we smashed them. Yeah. Um, this this year we've, we've set them really high, 600 installs in six months, um, and that that is really going to push the team um, as far as it, everybody in the team, the marketing, the boys, the, the stylists, um, making sure that we have follow-ups there, at least booking everything in, the girls getting all the invoicing, everything out, it's going to yeah, push everybody. So, so long, the short version is we've got a big incentive and a yeah. big target if we do it. To keep that positive attitude, enthusiasm, yeah. great team culture going throughout the busy period. Mm. So that's what we're doing. He sort of asked, should I start investing more in stock now? It's probably a, yeah, that's a hard business. question for you guys to answer that, right? That, to me, the simple, it's not a simple answer, but if I was to kind of do the it depends answer, it really comes down to what cash you have available yeah. and knowing your own business in terms of what spring is likely to look like for you. And of course, you can never know that. But, you know, if you are already low on stock and you're about to hit spring, I would have thought if you've got the cash available, it's a good sure. way to think about it. And Rick has been um, interacting with our Instagram social media for a long time and it does seem like he's trying to grow his business to be something that is large. He doesn't want to just limit it. So yeah, get a grasp with those numbers and if you're trying to aim high, go big. Yeah. Okay, before we get into the q and I've got a little fun segment for you guys again. <laughs> i got a question for you. Uh, what percentage of homes in Australia are, oh. sitting, are sitting unoccupied? Oh, that now, has this, to be this, super low. Like rental things mm, are through the roof at the moment. This was at Census Night in 2021, so it is a, a year old, the data, but... Oh. Well, that changes everything. That does. <laughs> How am I supposed to have accurate data? What um, percentage? Okay. Yeah, mm, unoccupied. Uh, right. 12. Oh, no, it's not... I reckon it'll be lower than that. What's, uh, what's that equal? Uh, what is that? You can calculate how many houses there are? Yeah, that, I was going to go off the population. I'm going to go with... Four point five. Ten point one percent. Oh, okay. Now you went <laughs> over, that's that rules you out. So it is it is down slightly from eleven point one five percent in twenty sixteen. Um, Reg so, oh, so you said last year, oh, right? My okay. number was right now. I wanna know what it is now. Because yeah, that had to be super low, surely. Uh, just a couple of little points here. Regional areas have a higher share of homes that are unoccupied. Yeah. Uh, the article that I read thought um, that maybe due to people owning second homes or holiday homes in regional areas. And regional, I think, just classified as outside major cities, yeah. so coastal towns mm -hmm. probably. Um, across the capital cities, Canberra at 6.6% and Brisbane at 6.8% had the lowest unoccupied. Yeah. So Brisbane's pretty... Um, 
Yeah, not many. Well, um, oh, yeah, I know they're still struggling now for rentals uh, and all that yeah, sort of stuff. So people in our team who've been looking for rentals and struggling. That yep. makes sense. Q and A segment, stage two, inspire. Staged. Stage two, inspire. Yeah, I think it says Sprice, but I obviously mistyped that. Inspire, sorry about that. Um, you've grown tremendously. What marketing tactic exploded your business in the oh, beginning? Oh, Cody. Or Cody, what was you exploded. the most beneficial to help your business grow? Uh, I, I was bringing on you, bringing on a full, backing ourselves at the very, very start. Like one of our very first full time hires was bringing on a marketing, full time marketing role. Yeah. After we got the one or two stylists and we had the one, enough for one truck. Yep. Marketing. So that was a huge decision because you're not a instant money maker. Mm. Um, and that's it's a long term massive, yeah. Because yeah. it's not sales. That's probably no, something yeah. that when we talk about advertising or marketing or like for us, it's all about branding, yeah. which is a long term play. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be the biggest tactic. I that's, think that. I, can I? Yeah. I, I don't think it. that's a tactic necessarily either. Like so, Strategy. the way that that question's asked, it's it's a tricky answer for us because really we we take and we've mentioned his name plenty of times, Gary Vaynerchuk, and you know the volume um, kind of of tactic content. in terms of yeah. marketing, like putting out a lot of helpful marketing yeah. or what we hope is helpful um, in different places and in different formats, and hopefully that gets you know people looking at us, which it has over time, but that. Yeah, that, that's kind of the overall philosophy. In terms of specific tactics, it's a difficult one. Like right from the start, we, um, Cody, you has done the Foxy TV, YouTube and Facebook, and we've kind of used that for little snippets here and there. That's probably been the most consistent. Yep. So we get people, we just to, to expand on that, now agents are reaching out to us because they can see who we are as a brand and they love for us to be a reflection of their brand and they want to work with us. So the Foxy TV works really, really well um, for us to help get our name out by letting everybody know who we are. Mm. I don't know if you'd call this a tactic, but it's probably more our approach to marketing. Right from the start, we wanted to be different in the sense that every other stage that we looked at was very polished and it was not so much in front of the camera. It was always final, you know, the, the pictures of the staged homes and showing the end result only. Yep. And we right from the start said we want to show the behind the scenes and the show who we are as people and as a team. And that is one of the bits of probably constant feedback that you hear when, yeah. when new agents reach out to us, it's that they like who we are as a team, they like our vibe, they feel like they're not Real. So, they think we're real. And, and then we get the feedback like some of this, like B and I think Russ recently on their weekends had oh, yeah. people come up to them and say, I know you from... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be at a baby shower. Yeah. yeah, so getting them recognised. Because you, you're never going to get... Um, like the polished images, they're absolutely beautiful and you do need to have a mix of those, those polished too. images. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when we're on site, we're talking to real people. We're talking to a husband and wife who are trying to sell their property. If I lead in with picture-perfect polished images when I'm talking to the husband and he's already not on board, I'm not going to get him across the line with the styling because yeah. it's just not about that magazine editorial. It, yeah. yeah, it's not about that. it's not that. who we are no, as well. Like, you're not going to get me brain. with no. my makeup on at any point in time ever, so you're never going to see me on that in camera. You get fuzzy hair. So be real. Another thing they sort of said uh, exploded your business. We said, I wouldn't call it an explosion either. Like certainly we've grown fast in five years, um, but it has been, I think, organic and, and uh, steady, I reckon. Yeah. Like it has been yeah. quick, but it has been steady as well. It's not like overnight or within a week we, we were able to capture all these new clients. It's, it is one of those things though, you look back and if I tell you the numbers, you go, wow, that, that is quite, like we've yeah. doubled in the last 12 months. Yeah. What is it? Although we felt busier, and you know, if you look around at the people around here, the team's grown. Mm. We've doubled the it team size. Yeah, also. exactly. Like the business is growing quite quickly, and it probably doesn't feel like that until you look back. Um, but 
like you said, it, it has been kind of constant throughout. It's not like yeah. you can say we exploded in you know 2021 towards the end yeah. of the year. We had this explosion of new agents. Like there hasn't really been a. I don't. Maybe there has, and we forget it. I don't remember there being no, a point been. like that. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. And and we and you guys continue to invest. We've got Laura now, who's been with us for a few months, and we just hired um, Sean, who's. I mean, how many businesses in Brisbane, let alone the staging companies, hire someone? to predominantly create TikTok videos. Like yeah. that's what we've done. Yeah. And that's- um, Which might not end up having a big impact on the business. Like who knows, just, yeah. And then we would you know, shift Transition, it or we try yeah. something different. For us, it's about trying and, and really putting our money where our mouth is when it comes to marketing and, yep. and really you know, giving yeah. it a good, good effort. Uh, okay, so how are you guys feeling about the current market? Um, what are your discussions with agents, sellers, and other home stages like at the moment? That's a Phoebe question. Yeah, so um, having like this is actually not surprisingly a very predominant conversation, no, dominant conversation happening every time I'm talking to a real estate agent at the moment. We're definitely seeing a softening in the market. Um, I was talking to an agent last night. Um, she was mentioning <clears throat> that she doesn't feel that the prestige market's going to be as affected by this. There's always a lot of cash out and around, and the prestige market's um, gone very, very well over the last uh, year or so in Brisbane. Um, we still see the unit market in, unit market really pumping out. Every single unit we're styling is basically selling first or second weekend. Mm. There was only one that I can recall in the last year, past year, that has needed uh, that little extra time, one extra week on our eight week hire time. Um, every other unit sold very quickly. Houses is where we're starting to see uh, the hire time for styling really um, lengthen out. Where I'm also seeing that they're taking that little bit longer to come to market. So we're not doing a consult and then getting it installed within a week. We're doing a consult and they're getting prepared and getting everything, all, all the ducks lined up to get it come to market in a couple of months. So um, they were holding, there was a point in time where they're holding out for the election and they held out to see what happened to interest rates. Mm. And then we got busy. And now interest rate rises again yesterday. That's not going to go away. That's going to stay here. So um, for, for a styling business, though, for us, that what happens is the, the reason to style shifts. So um, you're no longer going, you're not styling just to be like everybody else in the market. You're not now styling. You're going to now style to stand out from everybody else in the market. Um, before, when everybody, every property was getting listed and it, not every style property was getting styled uh, because it was getting sold, being sold too fast. There were too many agents out there that had sort of just popped up overnight and they, they didn't really um, approach styling with the right way. They were basically, look, the market's going to carry this, the market will get it sold. Um, so those ones weren't getting styled. We're, I don't think we'll see that happening now. It'll be, uh, we have a child coming up the stairs, just <laughs> forewarning. Um, yeah, so I don't think that we'll see that happening as much anymore. I think we're going to see uh, us, we will stay at the same sort of busy level, um, but the reason to shift will style. Uh, reason okay. to style will shift. Sure. Um, do you have set prices or do price, uh, is it depending on like the number of rooms or furniture pieces? How do, how do you go about pricing your services? We do have packages. This is another me question. Peeling an apple. Yep, um, keep going. I'm just <laughs> dealing with So this. we do have prices. You've got our unit townhouse packages. So a one, two and a three bedroom unit package. Um, they are, I oh, may as well just tell you. So 2,000, uh, 300, 2,005, oh, no, actually 2,4, 2, six, and 2,8 uh, are those packages. Um, Basically, though, you come to me and you ask me for a, 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 a property and it's vacant, I can tell you the price off the top of my head. They're also the same. So I know that a living room sits around $900 to hire. A bedroom sits around 450 So they, they can piece together really well. A uh, occupied property, that's a different kettle of fish. Yeah, that yep. needs to be done properly. So. Yep. Um, this question comes from my wife, Talia, actually. Why are kids' beds in the photos and staging? You're getting preferential treatment here, by the way. <laughs> Always against uh, the wall in styling. Why don't you ever centre them? 
it, it actually, I think it's just the photos Tali's looking at. Mm. So the ones that we've put up on Instagram most of the time, they're pushed up against the wall because we also have a small desk or a nook that's in that room. So if you put a desk or a um, like a console table, a little buffet in a room with a bed that's centered, you're jet, yeah. you're, the floor space is gone. Um, I would have thought that in most homes, Alice's room is different to this. That's what she asked. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, but Alice, so our daughter Alice, my her her bed, her bedroom is actually one of the only styled rooms we have in the house. Her bed is floating in the middle, and she does have a chest of drawers. But that's because they have a playroom off the, their space. So I don't necessarily want them to have all that play stuff in their bedrooms. Mm. It drives me nuts. So mm. I want it to stay in the playroom. Um, but before we had that, when it was just Sam's room, the bed was always tucked up against the wall because he needed that room on the floor to play. Mm. So that's honestly... Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, last question here. What is one common myth about your profession that you want to debunk? That's actually my question. I saw it listed on... Jake, I've done podcast. so much you speaking. Mean, you can do this well, now. Well, I guess, is he talking from somebody looking into the industry? Or like, yes. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know if this is the right... If the phrasing works for this, but I would say one thing is people looking in don't... It's something that they don't understand as... I guess more than it's a myth, and that's that so much of our business is logistics. Mm -hmm. um, so operationally, people looking from the outside probably think it's a lot of, you know, the w fluffing cushions. Like that's probably a bit derogatory right. sort of way, but people, well, yeah, oh, yeah. I've, I've kind of taken the opposite approach. Yeah, yeah. But people looking from the outside probably think that a lot of the time, or more time, is spent on the actual shopping, fluffing designing, cushions, yep. you know, selecting stuff, and actually doing the install itself. Which there is a lot of time there, but. A business like this, especially one that has its own warehouse and you know trucks and all those sorts of things, it really is about the logistics. Yeah. We spend so much, especially as the business owners, like we spend so much. You've done much a podcast or something on that where it was the business in, behind the business. So in, the business behind yeah. our business is a logistics company. On the front, we're a styling company, but to be powered and to get everything, achieve everything that we do, we are a logistics company, mm. and we love it. Yep, mm. I feel like we're that's one of our strengths because we yeah. like that side of things. That's mm. why. We've had success. I love fluffing cushions too. I don't know. That wasn't a very good answer, but it... No, uh, uh, yep, makes sense. Okay, under and overrated <laughs> segment. We've got five uh, <laughs> themes again, or things. Okay. Uh, first one, under or overrated, foldable bed frames. Oh, uh, underrated. Underrated. So we good. were so slow to come to that party. We should have been on that way earlier. It's been years trying to get bed bases, ensemble bases upstairs oh, mm. in townhouses. What a nightmare. I, I ordered one to see if it would be good or, oh, what an idiot. Should yeah. have jumped on that one way earlier. Uh, study nooks. Uh, mm. If you ask realestate.com, they're underrated because of the number one search term, which is why we incorporate them. Functionally, overrated. Okay. I don't think I care enough to have an opinion on you'd that. You'd want to study. <laughs> if you didn't have a space, you'd want to study nook. You'd have that's to. That's true. Yeah. I like You can't operate desk. without a monitor. <laughs> <laughs> FaceTime. Uh, overrated. Yeah, it really is about often. Yeah, overrated. Uh, it, was, it was good while uh, recently you and I, Cody, were overseas, like being able to talk to people that way through Wi Fi, mm -hmm. but probably I don't use it otherwise. I've got onto this thing called WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good, actually. Mm. Anyway, that also makes sense. Also owned by Facebook. Welcome to the yeah. party. Or Meta. Uh, food delivery services. Uh, underrated. <laughs> we don't, underrated. We, we use don't it pick a lot. up takeaway anymore. We're yeah. so yeah. lazy. Um, last one. Coffee table books. Oh, overrated, but I understand. The pricing is overrated. Uh, but they're very, and they're a necessity. So they're underrated, but I won't pay that. I won't. I won't pay 
a hundred bucks for a coffee table book. That's how about, absurd. How about they're underrated as a staging accessory, but from personal use, overrated. Yeah. Great. Well, that is the podcast week two. Well done, guys. Thanks for playing along. Thank you. Um, next week, we might actually be, I'll, I'll probably be off having a baby. So. Oh, yes. I, uh, I will see if you guys want to do it yourselves. Do you need to me you. to run the show? Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll just replace you then. So we'll see. We may be skipping next week. We'll see. Um, Laura in the background, she might have to step up and. <laughs> we'll see how we, we got go. this. We got it. Over like, what, <laughs> so thanks, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for watching uh, on YouTube, and thanks for listening on the podcast. Uh, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Awesome. See ya. See you. Bye.